This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Welcome back. Welcome to a fresh week. I'm so glad that you're here and that we're spending this time together, and I'm really excited to share my guest and his work with you this week. His name is Kamal Ravikant. He was a Silicon Valley entrepreneur, and through a lot of internal work, a lot of self-discovery, he realized that he wasn't really loving himself despite all of his amazing success. Um, And he is someone who has lived really, truly an incredible life, traveled the world, um, done some amazing things. But really, I think this work is the most interesting and the most transformative. And he wrote a book and he has re-released a new edition of the book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. And it has just taken the world over by storm. And so in this episode, we are diving all into the tenets of that book and to give you some key takeaways that you can put into your own life. How do you love yourself? Do you love yourself? And it's it seems like a kind of strange question. You know, most people think, well, of course I love myself, but you might find that you don't really. You know, you might find that you're compromising a lot in life and uh, doing things that you wouldn't do if you truly loved yourself. So I think this is going to be a really uh, transformative episode for you to listen to to give you some things to think about, to give you some practical things to do in your day-to-day, and that's all due to my amazing guest. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Please share it with at least one friend. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I've been loving all of the reviews lately. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, enjoy my episode with Kamal Ravikant. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. This is my line of organic, natural, USA-grown hemp that was specifically designed to help you, the mother, battle stress and anxiety naturally. And I'm excited to announce we just added two new CBD oils to the lineup. One is a 500 milligram natural flavor, and the other one, my personal favorite, is a peppermint flavor, and it is so delicious. It is so good, and it's going to leave you feeling calm, cool, and relaxed for your day. So head over to motherhoodunstressed.com and get yours today. Hello, Kamal. Welcome to the show. I am so thrilled that you're here. I feel like um, your message is just so in alignment with what this audience uh, is constantly talking about, learning about. Um, so I'm thrilled to ask you all the questions. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Um, look, you know, it's funny, like, you know, when you say like your audience is talking about it, I think we're all talking about it. You know, it's such a human thing. We all struggle with it, you know, and we all, when we do have it, it just significantly improves our life. And I think, um, and I'm really, you know, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So, I mean, taking it back, you know, you have had such amazing life experiences from walking across Spain to meditating with monks, to being an entrepreneur, to investing in companies. Mm-hmm. How did all of that lead you to writing a book about self-love? That's the funny thing, right? You, it's, there's, there's, uh, I, was, I was not the person you would have expected to write it. You know, it's, it's like, um, it's a joke I like to make. You don't go to Brad Pitt and ask him how to attract women. 
You go to the guy <laughs> who was like, you wouldn't think he would attract women and he's attracting women. You're like, how do you do that? Right. I was never the guy who sat, thought around thinking I got to love myself or I got to, I haven't even thought about it. Right. I'm a, look, I've been in the, a soldier in the U S army. I've built startups. I've climbed mountains. You know, I, I look at myself as a doer, you know, and, <clears throat> and I think what it took was it took me hitting bottom at one point in my life, a real bottom. And, you know, unfortunately, I think there's no one bottom in our lives. We hit, we, you know, life is, life is ups and downs. And like, but so I will, but this was a very significant bottom where I really was, was basically done. And I'd lost everything I'd made in years. I'd lost my company. I lost my relationship. I lost a friend who had just died. Like I, I was sick. I was miserable. It was just, everything was just falling apart. And one night I got up out of bed and I said to myself, I can't go on like this. I can't, I either got to get out of this or, or like die trying. I can't do it. I cannot live like this in my head. My head was a miserable place to be, you know? And it's funny, we can walk around in the world and we can put on our game face to people, right? But our head can be, you know, sometimes like the worst place. And it really, I was in the place where it was and I just, I just walked over to my journal and with this, I don't know where it came from. I sat down and wrote a vow to myself and I thought I would write a vow to myself to, I don't know what to get out of it or something, but instead uh, something happened, something special happened and it came from deep within me and it was a vow to love myself. Hmm. And, and I remember writing that vow and it was in the moment I wasn't thinking, you know, it was just like, I think something in me that wanted to save me. Mm-hmm. You deep down what would save me was love, right? And, um, and I wrote this vow to love myself. I remember sitting back and looking at the vow and thinking, what have I just done? Like, <clears throat> I have no idea how to do this. Okay, great. I made a vow. How am I going to do this? Right. And, but I do believe in the power of committing to yourself. So I had made a vow to myself, so I had to figure it out. So I sat around and tried to figure it out. And, um, you know, I was not in a very good place and I had some time on my hands and I just like started working on my head, starting working on my inside and <clears throat> the stupidest basic things I could. And I noticed that when I did certain things, my state of mind shifted. And I just took that as that, that's my compass. As mm-hmm. long as I can hit that, I'm going to go deeper. If I, if I lose it, I'm going to throw it away and try something else. Like, so I was not... I was not committed to any method. I was committed to only one thing, the result. And I just worked on myself, worked on myself, and I was trying these different things. And, and I figured something out that really shifted my state of mind. And then over the next few weeks, I just got better and better and better. And, <clears throat> and it was all, po- all around creating love for my, the feeling of love, different things I did to create a feeling of love, my, love, love for myself inside myself irrespective of how things were on the outside, irrespective of anybody else. It was purely just by me, for me. That's it. And it was transformative. And, um, you know, I never set out to write a book about it. That was not my thing. I was a, I was a startup guy. And, and uh, I, I was sharing this with friends because I was like, look, this really changed my life. And it was helping them. And they convinced me to write a book. And eventually mm-hmm. I did. And, I, you know, I'm a writer as well. I've trained myself to be a writer. So I wrote this, <clears throat> I wrote this little book. I put it out to the world in 2012, self-published on Amazon. You know, and I really thought it, was not, it wasn't going to sell. I'm just going to buy some copies from people. 
and it took off. Hmm. That thing went viral. It went insanely viral. And, um, and here we are eight years later. Um, here's the interesting thing. Here's how, a very interesting thing how life works, you know. So I gave something to the world, right? I gave some, what I shared was my truth. And what the world gave me was amazing. Like mm. it put me on the map as a writer, something I've been trying for years, but I was writing literary fiction and I wasn't mm. writing uh, self-help of all things. I was not, a, I was not the self-help guy, funny enough. And, but what I did was I wrote from the heart, I wrote the truth and I wrote what worked for me. And because I'm a human being, our internal inside, we're the same. Yeah. The scenery differs on the outside or the scenery, scenery might be different on the the things that plague us but fear is fear love is love hope is hope you know like those those the fundamental emotions and feelings that drive us are the same and um here's interesting that happened so i did something that because i didn't expect this to take off i did something at the end of the book i put my email address i was like hey if anybody has questions just email wow. me well guess <laughs> what <laughs> They over, did. Eight, over eight years, I have, I don't know, how many thousands or tens of thousands of emails, right? Wow. And I responded to pretty much most of them. And here was another gift. People were sharing with me how this saved their, changed their lives, saved their lives. Um, literally, like it was amazing. The, the stories, it, they gave me so much. And they also had cushions. They mm -hmm. also had a lot of cushions. And I started to notice a pattern in the cushions. And and about six years later, after reading all the questions, I was like, okay, here's the truth. The truth is I held back a lot because I was scared when I first put the original book out. I didn't expect anything to happen. And so then I set out to write the book, which is like resolves all these questions so you can actually make it last. It's not just, I think the, first, the original version gave you almost um, permission, like, look, this is possible. And the right. second one actually like creates like, okay, this is exactly systematically, not, or, and, and, and all the nuances and how I've done it, all the things I've learned, also what I've learned from my readers. And, but I was never, the, you know, the, if you look at my life story, like, you know, I was raised by a single mom. Uh, my brother and I, we were, in all sense of the word, we were poor, you know, and my, uh, she was working minimum made jobs. And, to, you know, my brother and I were just on our own while she was always working. And so we kind of raised ourselves, you know, and, then go on, join the military, and then, you know, do startups, and then become an investor in startups, and all these things, you know, you don't really look at that as like, this is the guy who's going to write the book on self-love. But it's right. funny how life works. Right. You know, but I wrote about what I, what saved me, what I needed. I'm the guy who needed that. You know, I'm not the guy who grew up feeling self-love. Mm. You know, I didn't even know what that was. Well, and honestly, I think most of us don't have that. We're not taught that in school. It's not necessarily taught by our parents because they certainly weren't instructed on that. You know, they're of the generation where it's just you plow through and you do what you need to do and you don't complain about it. So, of course, yeah. you know, it makes sense that people have no idea where to begin. So going back to the book, the first version, what, what was it that really worked for you? Because you said you tried a bunch of different things and then you really kind of honed in on what works. So what, tell us, what works? What is the solution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> what is the solution? I mean, I'm sure it's different for everyone, but still. No, like and actually, I gave the solution that worked for me and that's worked for like, mm -hmm. and then it's worked for so many people who read the original book. Now I'll be, <clears throat> you know, and I, I'm happy to share that. I'll just want to say one thing, just when you're reading the book and the, the newer work, new version, you know, watch out for the nuances because there are nuances. You know, the mind is a tricky, the mind's a monkey. 
the mind will just run around and throw bananas all day. That's the nature of the mind, <laughs> right? That's, that's what the mind does. And just when you think you got like, okay, I got this figured out, it's like, finds a new banana. Right? <laughs> so, so like I, I really go into the nuances and how I've how approached them. And that really helps. That makes it sustainable because it's, it's easy to get like, okay, I'm going to come also this or like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. Oh, great. But a week later, how is it? How are you doing it? So I would just say to anyone listening, like really pay attention to the nuances in the book. Uh, but the first, the very first simplest thing that started to work was I remember thinking, what's the, what can I do? Here I am in my apartment in San Francisco. What can I do that? What's the simplest thing I can do? I was like, I want to start telling myself I love myself. Really, mm-hmm. that's stupid. And I started just telling that to myself in my head. And then about three or four days later, I noticed as I was doing it, I started feeling it a little. Mm-hmm. And then I started making myself feel it more. And then I added in the concept of light, where I would actually feel light coming in with the breath where I'm feeling it, and then releasing whatever needs to go. And eventually, I noticed that I was doing that, the mind was starting to shift, was starting to get calmer, and mm. starting to shift to gratitude. What was releasing was gratitude. Before, it was just like the crud, and then it started releasing the gratitude. And then I started doing this in other ways. I came up with a, a very focused meditation that took me seven minutes. And the only reason it was seven minutes was because I would listen to a piece of music that was seven minutes long. And, and uh, anchor the meditation to that music so that every time I would do the piece of listen to music, like my mind would just go in that state and I would just do that thing again. But this mm-hmm. time very, very focused in that meditative state. Then I would do it like listening, uh, looking at myself in the mirror at my left eye. For some reason I found the left eye was better for five minutes, just repeating that to myself. And that, it was almost like I was, I was attacking the problem from very different angles, but using the same core thing. And it just started to shift everything. So these were three basic things. There was another thing that I learned was when I was interacting with people and they were, maybe they weren't necessarily being loving to me, I would ask myself, <clears throat> if I love myself truly and deeply, would I let myself experience this? Mm. And it was a very powerful question because it starts with an if. So you don't have to be loving yourself in the moment. You just say, if I love myself, would I let myself experience this? And what that would do is that would let me actually choose inside who I wanted to be. Did I want to respond with anger? Would I, if I love myself, would I let myself experience this kind of anger or this negativity? No, I would go to love. So I started doing these little things. And then, so I came up with a bunch of, you know, simple things like that, that created a practice that I would just do daily. And here's the thing. Um, we spend so much time and money and energy focusing on what to eat, what to, how to work out, how to take care of our body, right? And, and the thing that runs the whole show, the mind, mm. we spend the least amount of time, least amount of energy. You know, we just like run around, just it's on autopilot most of the time. Right. So what I learned was the key is to consistently do this every day. Just like if I was like, if I'm eating healthy and, you know, there's going to be days where you do, where you don't, you know, you'd be less or not. But like, if you have a practice, just like if a gym practice, you do consistently, your body will show the results. You know, if you eat a certain way, your body will show the results. Your health will show the results. You do this consistently, your mind will show the results. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, your mind shows the results, everything shows the results. Right. You know, and another thing I added in the, in the new book was a, a self-forgiveness practice I do. Mm-hmm. which uh, turned out to be really fundamental um, because when you're starting this, when we're starting this, often we're not loving ourselves. Usually when you come to loving yourself, wanting to try to love yourself, it's because you're in a place where you're, you're not. not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, if you're already healthy, you don't like full obsess on how will I get healthy? 
right? right. So, <clears throat> so the self-forgiveness exercise was very powerful and it's a bit drawn out uh, to really explain in, in, in detail. Uh, we can go to the basics of it if you want, but I found that start with that and then make a commitment to yourself, make a vow, mm-hmm. make a vow to love yourself on a piece of paper somewhere where you'll see it daily. Now it's your commitment to yourself. Now it's not just a wish. It's not a I, I'd like to have, or it's, it's beyond a must. It's a vow, right? And then so return to that vow daily, forgiving yourself, which is letting go of the weight of what you carry, which is really important. And you know, we have to do this often. You know, mm-hmm. like this is not like forgive yourself once, boom, done. I'm perfect for the rest of my life. Right. We carry, we carry crud. You know, we pick up crud. And it's, it's dropping it making a vow, and then doing, doing the practice to love yourself consistently daily, 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 and you start to shift. Your life starts mm-hmm. to shift. You know, it's when your inside shifts, your outside shifts. I learned this, keep on learning this again and again. It's like I am the perfect test case because I get lazy and I stop doing it and my life goes wonky. And I'm like, dude, you came up with this. Like, okay. <laughs> you can't be falling off the wagon right now. Yeah. yeah like, it, let me tell you, like the pressure, you know, I put on myself because of that. But you know, the thing, I think one of the reasons why this book succeeds so well is because I'm not some guru. I'm not some guy who has a PhD in loving yourself or whatever. I'm just a guy. I'm a human being who figured out something fundamental that worked for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sharing it from that perspective. And I'm sharing it from as an imperfect human being. Right. You know? Absolutely. Um, what would think- you say, I mean, what would you say to the woman who you want to be acting from places of love towards yourself, towards others. But what if you're in a situation where you're confronted negatively, you know, not necessarily an all out physical attack, but someone is coming at you, a coworker or whatever. How do you, how do you resonate with that? How do you stand up for yourself and, and be strong while coming from a place of love? Well, so now look, this is about loving yourself, right? Uh, loving others happens naturally when you love yourself. But you also stand up for yourself when you love yourself. You take less right. bullshit. You take less crap from people when you love yourself. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but so if someone's coming at you, the, the thing here is if I love myself, would I let myself experience this? Mm-hmm. Or if I love myself, what would I do? Just asking that question gives us the answer. Yeah. Right. And then it's up to us to, to take the action or, or not take the action, you know, but at least now we know, and it's conscious. You know, the key in life is making conscious choices. I think most of our choices are made unconsciously. Mm-hmm. But the positive, it stops in the moment and starts, you start making conscious choices, and then those shift your life. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it's hard when you're dealing with the negativity of others. Right. And I think that's when it's most important to like work on your inside to not just get to be reacting with your mm-hmm. own negativity because your negativity only destroys you. Right. You yeah. Know? And I think that's that's a huge, huge point you just made. It's and we are, you know, we're all interconnected with each other. You have to live your life, you have to go out into the world. But if you are solid in who you are as a person, in your self-love in your confidence, nothing can really shake you. And I think really that's why people have loved your book so much because it's that reminder to come home, to make it a solid foundation, and then you can really succeed in life. You can fulfill your purpose, whatever that may be, because you know who you are and you're, you're really there for yourself. I mean, that's how I take it. Yeah, and you know, and I think fundamentally, 
more than anything, I could have gone, you know, something in me went for a vow to love myself. It didn't go to like myself. It didn't go to heal myself. It went to love. And I think because we're all wired for it. We're fundamentally wired for it. I mean, look at a baby. We are wired for love. I mean, it's our fundamental existence. And, and we lose track of that. And it's funny, as adults, we, go, we, we do so much searching. I mean, look, I'm guilty of it, searching for it and giving up ourselves and searching for it, giving up our identity and searching for it, you know, and, and the compromises we make searching for it. I'm very guilty of that. And, <clears throat> and yet it's inside us. The, the very thing we seek, we, if we can create it inside of us, then we're actually, uh, when we have an external world, it's, it's a healthier Mm-hmm. That makes sense. We make less compromises because we don't need it that way from someone. Right. You know, I'm not saying it's easy, right? Um, no, far but, from it. <laughs> but look, if we're gonna walk this planet, if we're gonna be around here, you know, the one thing we gotta work on is uh, is our inside because it runs the show, and doing it consistently, you know. Yeah, and I think too. I mean, again, it it comes back to getting your mind right. You know, essentially. And doing that is going to make you physically fit, more fit. It's going Mm -hmm. to make you choose better foods to eat. It's going to make you kinder to your partner, to your children. So what would you say to the mother listening to this who feels like she wants to get her mind right, do the self-love practice, but maybe she feels like she doesn't have enough time or, you know, she's not worth the time or, you know, so-and-so needs her. So, you know, I mean, time for for mothers, especially time is always kind of a big excuse. Mm. Look, I mean, I'm a huge fan of mothers. My mom, for the grace of God, you know, my brother and I are here because of her, you know, and like we were homeless at one point, you know, like mm. what she went through, what she went through, like, you know, get us to it. Look, you know, we've turned out to be quite successful, my brother and I, and it's, and, you know, good men. Why? Because of her. Mm. Right. And my God, like, I look back at the pressure she was under, you know, and, and, um, uh, you know, time is a luxury, I think, for, for many mothers, right? And, but that's one of the reasons why I think this practice works is because it doesn't take extra time. Like, you're walking around thinking anyway, right? Yeah. So, like, what I call, like, the first part, the mental loop, which is, like, the, the, the making yourself feel love for yourself. You can do that no matter what you're doing, right? The meditation, you can do that... It can be five minutes. It can be three minutes. Just find a piece of music you like and just anchor to that, right? And just make yourself feel it for that. Just it could be three minutes. Literally, it's just <clears throat> just a consistency. The thing in front of the mirror, you know, you can. Everyone stares themselves in the mirror. It's just when you're staring in the mirror, do it. The question mm-hmm. you can ask yourself in any cho- anything you're doing. So the beauty of this, and I think why this works, is this wasn't like okay, now you got to spend, you know. 30 minutes a day journaling, 20 minutes a day, you know, just stretching, this, that, that. <laughs> you know, because like, you know, I'm honestly, fundamentally, I'm lazy, right? <laughs> and so and what I came up with was something that, that you can do consistently. And I think one thing, I remember I, I go deeper into this in the, in the new edition of the book, is something I call 10 breaths. And I, I was like, what can I do at the very minimum? throughout the day, just to catch myself, they'll center me back to this. And I literally do the breath, you know, the light, the feeling left for myself for 10 breaths. I will just stop wherever, or not even stop. Like I could be like doing anything. I could be making dinner or whatever. And just mm. for 10 breaths, but we're going to breathe whether we want to or not. Well, right. at some point, right. We're going <laughs> to, but while we're here, we're going to breathe with the, uh, just to just make them deep and slow and purposeful. And with the in-breath, feel love for yourself. Come in, 
And with the out breath, release whatever goes. Mm. 10 breaths, just 10. That's, you know, because they're deep, so maybe we're talking 13 seconds, you know. Everyone's got that. And doing whatever you're doing. <clears throat> I've done it in conversations, you know. People talk to me, I'm like, well, I'm doing my little 10 breaths, you know. <laughs> you know no one has to know. No one knows right. what's going on in your head anyway. Half the time you're talking to someone, your mind's wandering anyway, mm-hmm. right? So why not use it to center yourself to with this? So what this also does is you know there's a concept of neuroscience you know neurons that fire together wire together yeah and it's such a profound concept that you know our brain is plastic we train it you know we can actually train it unfortunately um, we often train it with negative stuff with negative reactions so what this is doing is you creating like a really powerful mental groove that's just about love for yourself. And what you notice after a certain amount of time is it gets easier and easier and easier. In the beginning is hard because your mind's like, what, what is this? What is this crazy talk? You know, what are you doing, right? The mind basically makes fun of you. And just realize that. That's just the, that's just the ego protecting itself. You know, it's, yeah. it's something new. And I love that you mentioned that too, because it's like, you've made the vow, you're doing the practice, it's uncomfortable, it's unfamiliar, but then you add in the forgiveness component as well. And it's like, it's like you have everything aligned. I don't know when you put all this together to make yeah. the person reading this, um, doing these practices successful. I mean, you've really made it easy, you know, and I think that saying, you know, if you want something done efficiently, ask a lazy person to do it. Cause get it done, <laughs> you know, brilliant. I hadn't heard yeah. that. I'm going to use yeah. that. I'll, I'll quote you, but well, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's not me, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense though. You know, you want the most efficient, clear way to do something. Um, and you've done that. Uh, what, what's been the biggest thing though, from all the responses from your readers over the years, is there, is there something that really surprised you from the feedback? What surprised me was the, the variety of readers. You know, I remember again, I've gotten emails from, uh, like I remember this 16 year old girl. I remember I've gotten emails from this, also this woman in her seventies and lives on an mm. island outside of England. Like, you know, I've gotten emails from veterans, from uh, you name it, right, across yeah. the board. And because it's just like what's, what's surprised me was like, these are people, our life circumstances are so different. We don't have any, I have nothing in common with a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's, our life experiences are quite different. But we do have the human mind in common. Mm-hmm. We do have uh, emotions and heart in common. And... Um, so that surprised me. It was just a variety of people who reached out. And what also surprised me was how many lives this book actually saves. Mm-hmm. Now, how loving ourselves actually literally saves our lives. I know it saved my life. You know, I, was, I remember being in that place and using this to save myself. Talk to uh, us a little bit about that. I mean, how close were you? <clears throat> I was very, very close. <laughs> you know, and unfortunately, it's not been the last time. You know, I've let myself go. And each time I've caught myself with this, you know. And it's not that I sit around and, and I, I, I go to that place, but like, you know, sometimes life, life happens and it's hard and you struggle. And it's like love saves, mm-hmm. literally, you know, love saves, love heals, you know, and sometimes another is not going to save us. Another is not going to heal us. You know, we got to do it ourselves. That's hard sometimes because some, we want someone else to save us. You know, we want someone else to give us the love mm-hmm. and heal us. And sometimes, but in the end, you got to do it for yourselves. But what's interesting is when you do it for yourself is when it becomes more lasting. Yeah. You know, and, and um, it, it's a healthier kind of love. 
I fully believe that. I mean, if, if we could be saved from those that loved us, I think people, there would be no suicides, you know, because yeah. everyone that does it is so loved. Um, so I yeah, think you're that's right. the irony, right? Because like when you're in that, excuse me, when you're in that place, when you're in that place of darkness, you don't think about even the others are an abstract concept. Your grief or whatever it is, the darkness is so strong that you kind of, you, you, they become abstract because if they were real, you just would snap yourself out mm-hmm. of them, you know? Yeah. Uh, if you felt, you know, I've lost friends um, to this and um, yeah, it's like a dark hole and like you can't, you know, it's, it's, um, there's a concept that some of this uh, part of this practice is based on. Someone told me years ago, uh, darkness is the absence of light. You can't fight darkness, you know, like anger, pain, hurt, sorrow. You can't fight it away. You, you can't, you just get sucked into it more and more. Mm-hmm. So he said, what you need to do is you need to pull out your rag, go to the nearest window and just start cleaning. And mm-hmm. the light comes in and that light takes away the darkness. And so I remember that when I came up with the practice, because it was like, look, love will be the light. Wow. You know, and light, light naturally heals. You know, we don't have to do anything with that love for ourselves. We don't have to say, okay, now loving myself make me feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. It just naturally starts to shift things inside. That's the power of, of self-love. Yeah. It's such a profound truth, you know, and you say that and I get chills because I know that it's true. Um, and it's strange to me that more people don't come to this realization, you know, having you on the show, broadcasting your message and your book out to the world means everything to me because I think that people so desperately need this reminder every single day, you know, because again, we're so apt to go back to old mental patterns and old ways of thinking. And then, you know, you're lost or you're trying to band-aid it with shopping or eating or whatever, when the truth is so simple. Yeah, but it's, it's interesting. It's the simplest stuff we avoid, right? It's the simplest stuff, which <clears throat> can be the hardest as well, because we got to face ourselves. You know, if you're going to sit here and, and, and make yourself feel love for yourself, you have to, you're being present to yourself. You're being present to wherever you are, and you may be feeling the very opposite, and you're getting present to that, to make, to, to shift it right um so it's not easy but i tell you uh, it gets easier as mm-hmm. you do it um you you it's, it's like you're literally training you inside and it's worth it because i mean look what choice do we have we can go on live live these live our life the way we are and if we're happy with it great but this will only make us better mm-hmm. you know that's something i've learned if it makes you better why not do it right why not you know face the uncomfortability and, and grow. How long, I mean, I know it's, it's a hard question to ask, but how long do you think, or how long did it take you before you started to feel that lightness or, you know, feeling that love as you said it to yourself? It was less than a couple of weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You'd be amazed how fast this works. That's incredible. But you know, what, one thing I say is like, do the whole thing. If you want it to work, like, because you're just approaching it from different angles, right? You're just mm-hmm. layering and layering. And like I said, it's, it's not much time. It's not much work. It's just, you're just layering it, layering it, layering it, let it do its thing. And then eventually it starts to kind of like run on its own. That's know? incredible. That's, that's, that's motivating to me, you know, because I'm, I'm a lazy person as well. <laughs> 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 but being real. Um, but if there were one huge takeaway, we've covered so much that you wanted to leave with the listener today for her to walk away with, what would that be? 
You know, one thing I've learned is often a lot of us who, you know, I, I'm someone who takes care of people, you know, just a lot of us, any of, of us who are people who take care of people, often we give up ourselves in the process, you know, and, and it almost feels selfish. Like, I mean, I wondered in the beginning, was this selfish? You know, mm-hmm. and it's the most selfless thing you can do, actually, when you give and you make yourself better on the inside. Because when you make yourself better on the inside, just, you're just naturally better on the outside to the ones around you. And it's just things get better. You know, so it's, it's actually the best thing you can do for people around you. That's the irony. Right, you do it for yourself, but it's also the best you can do for people around you, and you may end up actually making some interesting choices because of it. You know, like when you love yourself, you do put up with less. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, doesn't it make common sense? Yes. Right? Yes. Because when you love yourself, would I let myself experience this? Mm-hmm. Are you? Are you? And you're more honest. You know, which I think is a relief actually to, yeah. to people in your life. Yeah. You know, I'm so tired of people playing nice and not really saying what they mean when the truth could really just relieve a lot of tension and relieve a lot of, of boundary issues that so many people face and, you know, they're resentful over. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, it's actually a, an important thing to do for others as well is to love yourself. I love that. Okay, so I do have some rapid-fire questions, if you're ready. Uh-oh, okay. <laughs> My brain okay. is slow from the cold, so I'll warn you. <laughs> um, okay, self-love is? Is, is key. I can, what's even a better word? It's like, it's, it's the foundation. Mm. Um, I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for this book. I'm grateful I got to write it. I'm grateful I got to be that that person that this came through to the mm-hmm. world. I love that. And lastly, what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Okay, so it's not a rapid fire answer. It's a great <laughs> question. Um, dude, most of it doesn't matter. Wow. I like that. I like that. It really Um, is, right? If you look back, most of it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think, too, when you do the work that you're talking about in your book, you'll figure that out faster. Yeah. Life gets simpler. Well, your book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It, the new version is out now. Where can people find it? Anywhere. Anywhere fine books are sold. Bookstores, Amazon. It's actually quite exciting. Awesome. And then how can they find you online? Um, the usual suspects, Instagram, Twitter. I actually put my email in this book again. Oh, no. <laughs> because I do, love, I do love hearing from my readers and I do yeah. love, you know, um, you know, connecting with them. It's such a gift. People reach out to you and share with you what your work, you know, means to them. It, it really is. Well, well, thank you so much for sharing your message, for sharing your truth. As hard and, and difficult as it has been, you are just a pure light in the world. So thank you for bringing more of that to the darkness that might exist. Oh, what a beautiful thing to say. Thank you. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, if you love this episode, please share it with at least one friend. 
tag us on your Instagram stories. That's a great way to support the show. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss out on a morning meditation or on an interview with an incredible person doing incredible work in the world. Um, And if you haven't already, um, please hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts because it really does uh, boost the show's rating and just it gets the message out to more and more listeners. So thank you. Thank you.